Hi out there. I'm Pat Paula, and I want to welcome you to my show, Artbeat Northwest. Now, Artbeat Northwest is a nonprofit with a mission of promoting the arts in the Pacific Northwest. And each week, we interview people in the arts. And this week, we're talking with Janelle Abbott and Camilla Carper about their work with female and their upcoming show at the Bellevue Arts Museum titled AMPM 2.0, and it's opening really soon, June 1st. Janelle and Camilla are both graduates of the prestigious Parsons School of Design in New York City, and Janelle is a Pacific Northwest artist designer, chairweaver, yoga instructor, tour guide, and... Hardcore bicycle commuter. Welcome to the show, Janelle. Thank you. And Camilla Carper is based out of Los Angeles, and her female work is very important to her. She does personal and social experiments with uh, different kinds of clothing. Welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) And before we get started... I want to mention a couple of new shows here soon uh, besides the AMPM show. At the Seattle Art Museum, opening June 14th, is Double Exposure. Now, this is a really interesting exhibit. It has 150 pictures, photos of Native Americans. And these were done, of course, some time ago by Edward S. Curtis. And they're very classic photos of the Indians in our area. And also, it has contemporary works by three indigenous artists, Marianne Nicholson, Tracy Rector, and Will Wilson. And it should be a very interesting contrast. The juxtaposition of two very diverse representations of the the indigenous people. Another opening, totally different, ZM, at Issaquah's First Stage Theater, June 1st to 10th, is coming up. Now, this is a tryout of a new musical, kind of a strange musical. It's a Broadway musical with zombies. It's a story of a remote American town where one fast food franchise is test marketing a new sandwich that apparently turns people into zombies. This hysterical new musical follows some teenage lovers and fast food workers to learn the truth about this plague. Can the two young lovers save the world from this? You can get your tickets at Village Theater, villagetheater.com. And by the way, for these test uh, musicals, the tickets are very reasonable. So anybody can afford to go. We'll be back shortly talking about female fashion on Artbeat Northwest on Alternative Talk 1150. Hey parents, what are your kids doing this summer? Get a jump on summertime planning and enroll them in summer art camp at the Kirkland Art Center. Week-long day camps for ages 5 to 12 are led by trained professional art instructors. Themes include art safari, upcycling art, art heroes, mythical creatures, 
rocks, fossils, and gems, and even more. Teens, check out the teen intensives and learn something new or hone your skills in figure drawing, oil painting, clay, or graphic novel illustration. There's even hot wax painting. Camp enrollment has begun already, and the best weeks go by fast. So visit kirklandartcenter.org for more information and register for your summer fun with art. KAC promotes artistic mastery and community participation in the visual arts through innovative educational programming, contemporary exhibitions, and dynamic events while providing stewardship of the historic Peter Kirk building. We'll see you this summer at the Kirkland Art Center. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're here talking with... Janelle Abbott and Camilla Carper about female and the upcoming June 1st opening at Bellevue Arts Museum of their exhibit AMPM 2.0. And by the way, female is spelled F-E-M-A-I-L. Now, why is that? What is female? Um, so, yeah, so female spelled as in M-A-I-L like the letter. Because um, we send clothing back and forth through the U.S. postal system. So I'll start a garment and send it to Janelle. And she'll add a little bit and send it back to me. And we do that back and forth over and over again until they get quite densely packed. Now, do you communicate uh, by phone or anything with this? Or is this just like, okay, this is our communication going through the mail? We talk on the phone just to chat, like as friends. But uh-huh. as far as our working relationship with female, we never have verbal communication about what we want out of a garment or where we want it to go. We just give it away and let the other half do what they will. And then when it comes back, we have full reign of what we do with it. So sometimes we'll start garments that seem like they'll be a dress and then it turns into a jumpsuit. Or I thought it was a skirt and like... Now it's a handbag. You just never really know where anything goes because we allow the work to kind of choose its own path. Do you think this really uh, increases kind of the artistic nature and the originality of the piece, or how does it how does it affect the outcome? I think that it kind of adds another perspective onto clothing and questioning what a garment can be and because it's coming from two different points of view kind of smacked together um the clothing becomes more dynamic yeah it ends up like being an entity unto itself it's not about the fact that camilla and i made it together it's just the fact that this thing now exists and it seems that by almost disassociating ourselves with the work um people have greater access to become a part of it. It becomes really personal for other people too. And at the same time, yeah, like people will have like very strong emotional connections to the pieces. And sometimes it's things we wouldn't expect because it's work where at least I know on my behalf, I'll be like, I screwed this up. I hate how this turns out. Like (laughs) we really messed this one up. And then everyone will love that garment. Like it's everybody's favorite. And people just see something in it that, we can't see but that is so interesting yeah Uh, it's been weird so do you ever get shocked when you get the mail and what each other has done with it Uh, i mean 
all the time. Yeah, do you ever both. disagree? And oh yeah. All so the time. how does that? Happen? How do you resolve that, or you don't resolve it, or what happens? Um, I mean, we resolve it within the piece. So, I mean, it's not really up to me to decide if I like something or not. It's when I give it to Janelle, it's up, it's for her to decide, and um, yeah, it sometimes can go awful because of that, and sometimes it can take a turn for um the best do you know of any other groups that are doing things like this um within the fashion world no so how did you make this up we started female as a bigger collective of like actual female makers who my idea was that uh, we would sort of circle work amongst one another and um create collaborative work together there's about six of us uh, but then the other girls who are participating kind of faded off and everybody kind of started moving out of New York where we had all been living. And it ended up that just Camilla and I were the only ones who were really committed to it. And that's when the name female became more powerful because we actually started mailing the work back and forth instead of just passing it from one oh, to the next. so at first it was in person, and then yeah. now you're in different cities, so mm-hmm. that's where the female comes in mm-hmm. because of the mailing. Well, how did you guys at first get together at the Parsons School of Design? Were you, you were classmates? Mm, we were classmates, but that's not how we met. Um, I saw Janelle around because she dresses very eccentric, eccentrically, even for art school's sake. And fashion forward, <laughs> very fashion oh, yeah. forward, especially when we were younger. We were all peacocking really hard. <laughs> I was at least. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, I really wanted to be friends with her. And one day I like trapped her in an elevator and like was introduced myself really excitedly. It's and, terrifying. And it didn't go over very well. <laughs> So uncomfortable. (laughs) But we were just having this discussion. We don't really know when we became friends after that moment. It just naturally happened. We shared a class together where we studied zero waste design. And I think at that point we were friendlier and started to sort of see that we had a lot of shared values Mm -hmm. in our methods and our, our commitment to the way that we make. So I, I think from that, that's where our friendship grew. It it wasn't ever really about like being socially friends, but always we've been creatively friends. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really nice to have a creative friend to keep you going. Because I think one thing about artists and art and probably fashion, if you have to do it by yourself, it can be really lonely. Mm-hmm. And if you have just a friend that you, you know, do things with, even if it's by mail, you know, keeps you going, doesn't it? Totally. I would imagine. Now, you talked about your zero waste class. Now, why don't you talk about your zero waste? Because don't you have a zero waste philosophy kind of in what you design? Mm-hmm. But uh, how how can the listeners relate to that? What is how do you how do you make that work at your designs work with zero waste? Well, so Janelle and I both studied at school this technique of pattern making, which um, pattern as in clothing patterns, so what you use to, to cut out the shapes before you sew them together. So you have to design 
a clothing pattern um, to design a garment. Um, sometimes. <laughs> Not with a lot of our work, but <laughs> when we're trying to be really particular and using this technique, we use patterns. And um, so a lot of garments, when you get them manufactured, um, they lay down all the shapes of the pieces of the garment, and there's a ton of scraps left over, a ton mm. of waste. So this technique of pattern making, um, if you were to take a garment completely apart and put it back together again all the pieces would fit together like a puzzle mm -hmm. so when you cut the pieces out there's no scraps left over so oh. yeah so you can maybe add if I left anything out with yeah it's about 15 percent of material that gets wasted in traditional manufacturing methods whereas zero waste ultimately the go goal is nothing will be wasted and we we're really sticklers about that when it comes to doing our ready-to-wear work, which is the only time that we actually design patterns and manufacture pieces that are replicas, whereas everything else is one of a kind. And even in that work, we utilize our own clothing, and we don't throw away scraps. Maybe we just use the sleeves of one jacket in a piece, but the body ends up somewhere else, or it's in little pieces in a bag waiting to be used. We're kind of obsessive about it. Yeah, if you, in the upcoming exhibit we have, we got a chance to use a lot of fabric scraps that we've been saving for years and oh, years. Wow. So mm -hmm. we've woven a lot of fabric scraps together and made like kind of quilts, and collages with them. So, so that must really have an appeal to a lot of people these days, though, because people are really thinking that direction, you know, mm -hmm. zero waste, reusing, using everything. Uh, do you feel that the people who who, who purchase or wear your wear are, are people who are uh, kind of eco-conscious? Some of them, I would say. I think a lot of people respond to the nostalgia of it, how oh, innately uh -huh. personal it is that we use our own clothing within the work. And it does have um, not necessarily like that eco-conscious vibe because that, for me, breeds more of like a neutral, breezy, like tonal instead of being wild and outrageous like our work. But uh, what we do is make very holistic work in that the whole is represented of whatever material that we're using. Maybe mm -hmm. it's in disparate parts, but it's always like coming full circle. So now when you, uh, when you mail back things back and forth, um, do you, how long do you have to work on it before you have to mail it? Or do you have rules? Like that? We don't necessarily have strict rules on how long something takes. Um, it, it really depends the show that we're working for. So we generally work on something until we have to show it and get it to a certain point. But um, our last collection we did, we put a strict rule that we could only work on each garment twice. So... Mm. I sent things to Janelle and she had to finish them and she sent me things and I had to finish them. Now, within that, we're going to keep working on that, those garments eventually, but we showed them at that point. Mm. But that's the only time we've ever put a cap on how many times we can mail them back and forth or how long we can have each piece. So you really don't know when they're done and they may never be done. <laughs> yeah, we, our design philosophy is that we use commas. We never put a period on anything. We just... 
Oh. Put things on So pause. original, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So you also, you do a lot of kinds of things that you design. I assume it's mainly garments, but le- le- let's talk to the listeners about some of the other things that you are designing. Yeah, garments is number one, but sometimes garments don't work out and they become tapestries. Ah. We've done uh, several series of collages, like mixed media work, sculpture. What are we doing right now? Uh, we've made a bunch of stuffed furniture that's going to be... Oh, a... stuffed furniture. Yeah, <laughs> they're kind of glorified beanbag chairs. But, um... oh, but very interesting cutting-edge beanbag oh, chairs, yes. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. they kind of are verging. They kind of look like creatures in a weird They're way. very anthropomorphic. Yeah. Ah, so We've are... made zines, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and zines. what are they? Zines? zines, like little uh, little books. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and uh, we made a movie last year. We did. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Um, so you guys are total creatives. Obsessives. <laughs> yeah, anything It's goes. great you got together. You <laughs> yeah. <know. laughs> so let me ask you, um, what specifically does AMPM 2.0 mean as applied to your exhibit? AMPM, what does that mean? Um, it's a really great question. Last year, we were a part of Out of Sight, which is a exhibition of Pacific Northwest artists. And and that was during the Seattle Arch Fair. Fair right? Yeah, it was at the same time. How did that go? It went over really well. We, we created this backdrop, and um, what we wanted to do was create sculptures that resembled a series of steps. And walking up these steps then at the end was this larger-than-life stuffed model body, and above the steps were garments that went from a level of deconstruction to complete uh, creation. Uh, So the idea of AMPM is like this road trip through life where all of these little elements and bits of your past sort of cling to you and continue with you to become and help form what it is that you are. So it's about the journey through life Sorry, <laughs> it's also um, we we use the AMPM like the convenience store, their colors as inspiration oh. for the work as well. So it does actually relate to to the convenience store, being that it's about a road trip. You stop at AMPM on a road trip, and the colors represent that transition of go. It went from orange to kind of pale yellow through a series of blues to dark blue. And for me, I saw it as being. Um, this movement from like the yellow stripes on the road to a sandy beach and the ocean and the dark night sky as mm-hmm. another like metaphor yeah, of yeah. yeah transition. But how about 2.0? What does that mean? This is your second show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we with a lot of our work, we're constantly reshowing the same collection that we add on to because it's never done. We, okay. we design with commas instead of periods. So oh, yeah. every so time just keep going, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so every time we show an, the same work over again, we or it, a new, uh, we put a, a new number on the end of it. But so oh, so you're planning ahead too. Yeah. So <laughs> several knows? more shows. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Um, movies can do it. We can do it. Um, so the we showed this originally at Out of Sight and. Um, we continued working on the components that we built in that show and added a completely new 
set of so colors. You may have shown some of it at Out of Sight, but this show would be way different from what you yeah. showed at Out of Sight, I would assume. Is Half that right? The work we made at Out of Sight, we ended up destroying and then using components of that. The sculptures, they weren't super structurally sound, so we just smashed them up and took all the little bits out of them and used that to create several pieces that will be in the Bellevue Arts Museum show. And there you go. No waste yeah. <laughs> again. <laughs> well, listen, it's already time for a break. We're here talking about the new show, AM PM 2.0 at Bellevue Arts Museum, open June 1st with creators Janelle Abbott and Camilla Carper. Stay tuned for more on Artbeat Northwest. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Through August 10th, check out Posada, Jose Guadalupe Posada and the Mexican Penny Press. Known as the father of modern Mexican art, Posada is famous for his popular and satirical representations of calaveras or skeletons in lively guises. On Saturday, July 14th, join us for the Artful Evening, BAM's most fun, festive, and important fundraising event of the year. With over 300 community leaders and friends attending, Artful Evening is the party of the summer and helps fund world-class exhibitions and essential community programming throughout the year. More at BellevueArts.org. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're here talking with Janelle Abbott and Camilla Carper about female, F-E-M-A-I-L, right? And the upcoming June 1st, coming up real soon, opening at Bellevue Arts Museum of their exhibit AMPM 2.0. And can you describe some of your fashions that will be on exhibit at the Bellevue Arts Museum that might intrigue uh, uh Museum goers. <laughs> sure. Um, Hard to describe. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of like um, if, like a Frankenstein explosion of many garments put together. Um, Sounds very interesting. Yeah, like if you're wearing a really elaborate collage on your body um, and there's a series of garments that are going from a dark purple to a or, or a red to an orange to a dark blue and they go from a really elaborate collage encrusted stitched on painted on beast to a very light and airy smaller simpler garment <laughs> Yeah. Wow, what an explanation. Yeah. We'll have to go there to see it. I know. Right? Sorry, the listeners to, will have to go to. <laughs> hard to describe. So now you are garment makers in large, and who is your audience? Who is who is wearing your creations? They, who are these people? Um, <laughs> our, our fan base is so broad. We get kids like us who are in their late 20s and just interested in funky weird stuff and that the sort of style and the imagery it resonates with them but also ladies like in their 60s who are just confident and like fearless and they're just going to wear what they like and they like female and they do it we've sold pieces to all kinds of people didn't you say you sold a piece to lady gaga yeah 
Several. Several. Yeah. <laughs> Several pieces. So they really are cutting edge fashion because Lady Gaga knows what's cutting edge, oh, right? Yeah. We hope that she's wearing it. We've never seen her wear it, but she purchased about five pieces last year when she was on tour in Seattle. She was staying at a hotel up the street from where our studio was and apparently just drove by and saw the stuff outside and sent her assistant to come shop for her. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, I bet you have a lot of movie stars and stuff wearing. <laughs> we and, you know, and their garments today are very innovative. Actually, um, Camilla has a, uh, an article on the Internet about, I think, what she's wearing. She has a linen sheet, which she has repurposed into a lovely garment. Uh, very interesting. Why don't you describe your garment? Yeah, so um, at the beginning of the year, I bought um, some yardage of linen, like a linen sheet, and I've been only wearing clothes that I've made from that sheet. Um, so I keep reading. How easy to pack it is for you. Yeah. Uh, your sheet and then make it into all different kinds of things, right? Exactly. So, yeah, so whenever I need something new, if I'm going out, I'll change it up. Or if I'm really busy and just want a uniform, I'll wear that. So, um, yeah, it's been really great for packing to come to Seattle because I have a ton of female to lug. And, um, yeah, it's it's helpful. And then, uh, Janelle, you have on uh, something very... In fact, I saw them in the parking lot. I knew it was them. Very <laughs> innovatively dressed. Yeah, I found this ombre, rainbow ombre piece of power mesh when I was in college, and I just stitched it into a tabard, and I've been wearing it for probably eight years now. And sometimes I cinch it up, but today it's just loose. And then the T-shirt I'm wearing under it has... Uh, variety of repurposed fabric on it, including a Mickey Mouse bed sheet. Camilla actually made this a couple of years ago and gave it to me. Oh, great. Well, you guys are wonderful, yeah. and good luck with your exhibit. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. But we are already running out of time. Oh, Thank my. you so much, both of you, for coming in. Oh, thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Um, and we'll ha- all have to see this Innovative Fashion Forward exhibit opening June 1st, which is a free day yes. at the Bellevue Arts Museum. So everybody needs to go free and beautiful. <laughs> and be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. drive time for Artbeat Northwest. News and views on the local art scene. I'm your host, Pat Polly, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great, creative, fashionable week. <laughs>